listeners and welcome back to another episode of Belle Knows Best. I'm your host, Belle, and today we are going to be unpacking habits. What is a habit and how do we create them? But more importantly, what can we do to make sure that we don't let ourselves down around the habits? Today we're going to be looking at what to do to create one and how to keep them. The basics of creating a habit are pretty damn simple, but honestly, it's made complicated by the obstacles that get in the way. We'll get to the obstacles soon and some solutions for overcoming them, but first, let's do a quick overview of the basics. The mechanics of creating a new habit work like this. One, you pick a small, and I mean small habit to stick to every day. Pick one now. Think about something that you might like to do. Pick a really small habit. Then what you do is you pick a trigger to tie to it. Something that you do already in the morning, like eating breakfast or waking up, or perhaps you go to the bathroom first thing in the morning and you set up some kind of reminder so you don't forget to do the habit after the trigger. So you pick something that you already do. Let's say that you wake up first thing in the morning and you take the dog out, which is often what my partner and I do. We will wake up in the morning and she's just jumping around our bedroom and she'll want to go out. So if I was implementing a new habit, and let's say that the habit I wanted to create, which is a small one, would be really want to do five minutes of stretching. So I pick something that I'm already doing in my life, okay, which is taking the dog out. And what I would do is I would create the habit already with the trigger. So the trigger is that I'm taking the dog out and the new habit is that I want to do five minutes of stretching. So I go downstairs, I tie the dog up, take her outside, and that is then in that moment I would do the stretching. Then if I needed some extra support, I would put a reminder Perhaps I would put a sticket note on the window saying time to do your stretches or I'd set an alarm in my phone which would be for 5.30 when we get up saying take the dog out, do your stretches, right? So you set up some kind of reminder so you don't forget to do the habit after the trigger. You do the habit right after the trigger happens every day. So you really start to create a new habit based on what you're already doing. And in my experience with clients and with most people, generally speaking, is that they go into this place where they get overwhelmed and they go into all or nothing. Like I have to do all of these things or I have to go on a health kick or I have to start eating right and it's all or nothing. Rather than just going, okay, what does my life look like now? What am I already doing that I have a routine around? And some, you might be thinking there yourself right now going, I have no routine as it is. Well, you get up every morning, whether it's the same time or not, you're still getting up. So that could be the trigger. All right. And you want to create a new habit. Okay. Well, my new habit might be that I make myself breakfast or I make my bed. So it's just picking one thing and consistently sticking with it. If forming a habit is as simple as doing a small habit after a trigger every day, why isn't it easier? Like, why isn't it an easier thing for us to do? 
Well, because obstacles get in the way. Things stop us from simply doing a habit after a trigger. So when we don't then repeat the habit enough times for it to become automatic, we just don't do it because we then get the resistance, we get the procrastination, we put off and we skip doing the habit. Sometimes we don't feel like it, sometimes because it's uncomfortable and it's easier to, you know, to skip it for that day. That's probably our biggest obstacle is procrastination. When we start to implement these new habits, right, we create a story in our head. We're telling ourselves that, you know, we're too busy, you know, and busyness is a form of procrastination. You know, we become so overwhelmed or a family crisis has taken all our time or we're traveling so we can't do the habit. This actually does not need to be a huge problem. But missing the habit then causes us to have the resistance to starting again. You cannot miss more than two days when you're you're creating a new habit. You just can't. That keeps us in a in a cycle then of low self-esteem that we can't jump back on and we don't feel good about ourselves and we don't trust ourselves to do it. So our obstacles are busyness, procrastination, stories in our head. You know, I'm gonna be great at this habit it's going to change my life but then oh I suck at these habits I have no discipline I keep failing what's wrong with me and this causes the us the resistance and then we procrastinate when we start a new habit and we're feeling excited about it we have an idea an ideal or a fantasy about the habit perhaps we believe it's going to change our life in a positive way it's going to give us peace and calm it's going to make us productive or fit and healthy This is not a problem and it's a natural. But what happens is if the reality doesn't meet the idea, maybe the exercise habit is a bit harder than you thought, you know, and it's filled with uncertainty or fear or the results aren't quick enough. We get discouraged. We then have resistance and then we procrastinate, right? So in the end, the real struggle we struggle with is with the habits is because we let the stories or the ideas in our heads cause us the resistance and then we procrastinate. So how can we overcome the resistance and procrastination? And this is a big thing I hear with clients all the time. They're like, I just feel stuck and I want to do all of these things, but I just can't do it. And I I get stuck. I zone out. I disassociate. I'm on social media or I've got a whole list of things that I need to get done and I become really overwhelmed. We've all been there. You know, I often feel that way. I've got so many things on my mind, on my plate, and then I just don't even know where to start sometimes. How do we overcome these struggles, right? One habit at a time. Most people have lots of habits they want to change, myself included, but it's no mistake to try and do them all at once. Taking on too many habits is a good way to overwhelm yourself, which is a source of resistance, Pick one small habit to start with and give you give it your complete focus. Like imagine if you could start to compound these habits, doing one habit one week and then the next habit, just sticking to these small habits each week rather than going into this place where it's once again all or nothing. Small steps. Making the habit as small as possible to start with is my all-time favorite way to come overcome the resistance. Right? If you only have to med- meditate for two minutes instead of, say, 30, then the resistance drops. Right? You say you want to start meditating. Okay, put a 60-second timer on and it's going to feel easy. Okay, you did your meditation. You really need to have a deeper motiv- motivation why you're creating this habit. 
If you have a really strong reason for wanting to do the habit, you will overcome the resistance, right? So the lower the resistance is and you increase the motivation. So why are you doing this? What's your motivation? Often when clients come to me, the motivation for them wanting to create a habit, unfortunately, is because they're in a position of pain. It's that they have got a health crisis or there's some sort of a, a co-parenting malfunction going on in a relationship or there's a, a relationship breakdown and they need to create new habits and they just, they're really desperate for an answer. Yes, I understand that we want to be able to just magically sh- like shake this wand and that we could just have our lives perfect but it doesn't work that way and we've got to sort of start somewhere and we need to find out what the deeper motivation is for you really doing it and it has to come from a really strong place if I really want to do this for myself and it can't be for someone else it really can't otherwise you won't do it okay you have to fully commit to a habit And that's a big thing. I think that people want to change their habits, but they really don't understand that that you really need to commit. And what does commitment mean? It means discipline. It means the the motivation around it. It means accountability. And then facing that resistance with the mindfulness. So a lot of people just get started with a habit without a full commitment. I recommend deepening your commitment so that you don't back out when the resistance comes up. And I promise you that resistance will come up. It's inevitable. It does come up for everyone. And that's the busyness. That's the chaos. That's crazy. And it comes up. And it's in those moments where you are tired and you don't want to do it or you feel uncomfortable. You feel this resistance and you're like, I just don't want to do it. Okay, but why are you doing it? What's your motivation? What can you keep getting back to? Right, so facing that resistance with mindfulness. This is the mindfulness method for working with the resistance that we'll talk a little bit later about. But just getting started, right? Just start. For example, instead of thinking about the habit of running, just focus on the habit of getting your running shoes on and getting out the door. You honestly, you cannot rely on feeling like it. This is a trick that I've learned that works wonders for resistance. Instead of skipping the habit because I don't feel like it, I just do it because it's part of the plan. The idea is that our use of feeling like it as a reason to not do something or to do something is completely flawed. Instead, we should just make a plan beforehand and just do it because, you know, I've used, oh, it's raining outside (laughs) for not feeling like it, even when I, you know, what the task was that I had to just do some laundry. Well, I could hang the laundry inside, right? So it's about, you know, not relying on the don't, I don't feel like it. As I mentioned before, you cannot miss two days in a row when you're creating habits. It is easy to miss a day of not doing the habit for various reasons. And it's not the end of the world. Just start again next, the next day. However, however, if you miss a second day, you become much less likely to continue. And if you miss a third, well, it's pretty unlikely you'll start again. It helps if you have a rule that you won't miss two days in a row, no matter what. You won't miss two days in a row, no matter what. You've got to get through that dip. I found that the second or third week of a new habit can be somewhat sort of a slump for many people, and I call it the dip. You often start a habit with enthusiasm and excitement. You might tell people about it. You might, you know, declutter. You might be, you know, go and buy yourself some new runners. But that energy can run out after a couple of weeks and the excitement from the people around you can, you know, fall short too. 
it's a critical point for most people and you you have to find a way to get re-motivated and make it through the dip. You know, whether that's by journaling and reflecting, one of the best tools for sticking with a habit is journaling every day. And I know it's so cliche, get out your pen, get out your paper and just write your feelings. Well, (laughs) unless you have a therapist that you're talking to every day or an accountability buddy or a friend that you can, you know, reflect and journal about this resistance and these feelings, the journal is your next best bet. This is because if there is some resistance coming up, some obstacle getting in the way, if you journal or reflect on it, you're less likely to give into it without thinking. You can see the resistance and you can you can find a potential solution around it. You can reflect on whether your solutions are working or if you need to adjust it. Right, so you're going to have to keep restarting and re-motivating yourself around these habits. Everyone misses a day, as I said, doing their habits sometimes, and I've never met a person who was perfect at doing every single habit they attempted to form. But instead, the successful habit creators aren't the ones who are perfect, but the ones who have learned to restart when they slip up, right? It does not matter how many times you restart as long as you do not start, you do not stop, right? And I love that quote, like, how do you walk a journey of a thousand miles? one step (laughs) you take one step that's how you do it it is that simple it's one foot in front of the other in front of the other in front of the other right it's just looking at that path and you just keep walking you just keep going so the ones who learn to re-motivate themselves when they feel disappointed or hit a slump are the ones that keep going and I don't think that we're taught this in a lot of our childhoods. You know, I, I, I know that a lot of parents are like, it's okay, you know, try again next time. But there's not really like the parent behind you saying like, give it another go, give it another go, give it another go. Because sometimes it can be overwhelming if you have parents like that, that are like, you know, you've got to keep going. But it has to come from like this reparenting place for ourselves of like, I'm not going to give up on you. I am not going to give up on you. And imagine if we had an unwavering person standing there committing to us 24-7, like on our shoulder or just, you know, standing with us being like, you have got to do this. You can do this. I believe in you. I'm going to keep re-motivating you. I'm going to keep supporting you, right? Then you can start changing your identity. You can start to change how you see yourself. If you always see yourself as someone who's bad at exercise, right, this can get in the way of forming the habit. So you have to start to change your identity. A beautiful woman called Becky Jackson, she talks about, and I've done some work with her, and she's just an incredible um, therapist. And she talks out of the States, and she talks about how, you know, you have to look at what the best version of that person would do. And you have to say, what would that person do? So let's just say that you were the, your habit is that you really want to start walking for 10 minutes a day, right? And the days that you're feeling demotivated or you've got that dip, what would you say to yourself? And she would say, what would a person who runs, <laughs> you know, an hour a day, what would they do? Well, they would get their shoes on and they would go. You know, if you're thinking about, you know, wanting to eat healthy, what would a person who eats really healthy in their stability, has stability in their food, what would they do? You know, what would that person do? So you start to reference an idea of if that's the person I want to become, how do I get myself from there to there? What can I do to get to that, that space? And who is that person that I want to be in? You have to start to become completely present. 
So if you are in this place where you're really busy and distracted and you're not committing to that that habit 100%, it's not going to work the best for you. If you're completely present with the habits as you do it, it can it can form some sort of a meditation too. You know, in that way, it can actually be a bit of a stress relief from our busy, chaotic days. Your new habit can be really rewarding if you focus on enjoying each minute of, it, of the minute of what you're doing. So sometimes these habits, as I've said, can be really overwhelming. But what if you just started to change your dialogue around it and start saying, I'm enjoying this, even if you don't. I'm enjoying this, right? I remember one of the breakthrough moments for me when I first started like successfully changing my habits after years and years of habit failure was deciding just to focus on one habit. And there were so many habits I wanted to change. I wanted to get healthier and fitter you know, make more money, become more mindful, simplify my life, declutter, read more, write a book, start another business, spend time with my daughter. Like there's so many things that those are actually habits. And it was like a revelation when I decided I was just going to pick one habit at a time and completely focus on that habit. Right. I chose just, you know, back then when I first started this, I chose to quit sugar. Right. And now I wouldn't recommend quitting sugar (laughs) as one of your first habits. (laughs) Still, I was successful at the time because I put everything I had into that habit as if I was saving my own life, which I was. Right. And eventually I ended up changing all of the habits on my list one at a time, focusing on each habit completely, giving it everything I had, creating accountability and consequences and mindfulness around that habit. I learned that each habit change is a full-on project in itself, right? So imagine if we're just starting all these habits and trying to do all of these things and we don't commit into them, we don't have the focus. And I learned that I didn't have room in my life to do more than one habit at once. My mind was too chaotic and I kept letting myself down. I couldn't trust myself that I was going to keep doing it. Right. And I learned that changing one at a time is not only more effective, but it leads to completely changing your life over the course of a year or two because it's amazing. So pick a small but powerful habit to start with. Right. I just recommend a really tiny, small one. But each one of these small ones leads to a lot of learning and a lot of growth. It's all well and good if you want to create this habit, but how can you create the right environment to support the habit? If resistance is the reason we struggle with habits and our minds just want to run away from the resistance, are we just doomed to fail? Yes, well, in normal circumstances, we will fail because the power of the resistance and the power of the mind to run from the resistance is so strong. However, in the right environment, we can actually overcome the resistance. Sometimes we just have to have the right environment. For example, if you're in the Navy, in the military, you're much more likely to exercise and keep a neat bed because one, there are people to tell you to do that and are checking up on you. Two, you look good amongst your peers and you excel, you know, if you're good at these things and you're likely, three, to get punished if you don't do those habits. So there are a lot of environments that are well suited to helping people overcome these resistance, right? But not everyone then knows how to create a good environment. So 
create accountability with other people in your environment. Let people know. If you're in, living in a share house or you have a family, you know, and you really want to start and create a new habit, tell them, hey, look, I want to let everyone know that I'm going to be doing this and I really want to stick to this. I really need some support. Could you support me in this? You're going to have to set up a consequence and a reward for yourself. You know, we are motivated by pleasure as humans. What could be your reward if you're sticking to these things? Set up your reminders, you know, digital and physical. Put your paper note, get your little sticker up on the, on the wall, you know, or set alarms on your phone. If you're looking to create a new balance around your food and your, your lifestyle, well, you've got to get rid of the junk food in your house and only have the healthy food, but make sure you've got the food there and that you're organized. Maybe your habit for you is that you want to, you know, have regular meals. Okay, well, what can you do to create a habit around triggers that you're already doing, right? Get support, get a coach, join a group or a class, you know, put it up on your social media, make the habit small and the motivation strong. I have a client who constantly makes serious plans for his future. Like he gets excited about the plans, but then when push comes to shove, he gets doubts. And a week or two later, he's making completely new plans for his future. What happened? He talked himself out of his plans. This is something we all do. When things are tough or uncertain or we have the fear of the unknown, we have lots of doubts, we rationalize why we should back out. But it's such a pattern with my client that I called him out on it. And I said, stop talking yourself out of this. Now, whenever he starts to talk back out, I remind him, you're talking yourself out of this again. And he admits it. We have an agreement that he has to redouble his focus and his efforts on his original plans when this happens. Really try to take action. And again, we all do it. We have a plan for what we're going to do for today and then when we have to do it, we talk ourselves out of it. Some excuses we make is I'm tired, I don't feel like it, I'm not in the mood, I deserve a break. One more YouTube video won't hurt. I'll just check my email real quick. I'll jump on Candy Crush on Facebook. I don't know if this is going to work. I think I should do something else. Oh, maybe I'll just wash those dishes instead. I can't do it. I will just quit. This is too hard. I hate it. I don't know what I was thinking. These are some examples. You have probably have your own set of rationalizations, right? What do you say to talk yourself out of things you plan to do? The trick is to realize that you're rationalizing it and that you're talking yourself out of doing it. And then don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. Talk to you, talk yourself into it instead. The first year that I started changing my life by changing my habits, I discovered something that really in, that something really interesting that happened about two to three weeks into a new habit. I would consistently hit a dip in motivation about that two to three week mark period. I started calling it the dip, right? And the dip when it comes to habits comes after the initial enthusiasm for doing the habit dies down. And this is what typically happened for me. So you start a new habit and you're filled with enthusiasm about how it will go. You do it for a week and you, you know, if you start as small as possible, I recommend you will do great. 
you know, but, and it feels good to be successful for, for the first week and your enthusiasm pushes into the second week. However, at this point, other things pull your focus and it's easy to miss a day or not care about, you know, the habit as much as you did before. If the habit isn't what you hoped it would be, which often in this case, you feel let down. And by the third week, you've lost your initial enthusiasm, your focus. And at this point, you're likely to miss two to three days of doing the habit. And if this happens, your habit is very likely to die. If you expect the dip, you can beat it, right? If you know it's coming and plan for it, you can override the obstacle. So plan ahead, right? So if we know that in the two-week period or you know for yourself, okay, well, I know that my enthusiasm for a habit normally wears off. might even be like four days, right? Maybe your habit is, your plan is that I will do this habit and it runs out after four days and you're like, okay, I will plan ahead. I know that my enthusiasm and the dip starts on this day. So set a calendar reminder for that week to do a couple of things to get some encouragement. Ask a friend to give you some encouragement or some accountability, And if you miss a day, ask several friends to make sure you don't miss a second day. Like set up a seriously embarrassing consequence in a way. Be like, my gosh, guys, I really need some help. And I'm not talking about like shaming you, but it's enough to push you into a new space of motivation, right? Get some friends to join you in this this challenge. If you feel your enthusiasm flagging, try something, you know, in a different way. You know, tap into your why again that we talked about in the beginning of the episode, right? Restart and re-motivate, right? It happens to the best of us and we all get stalled on a habit. Things come up. We lose our focus and our motivation. Life gets in the way. But we have to keep going. We have to restart when we're stalled. We have the solution again is realign. Ask your why. And I know that I keep, you know, talking about this, but it's a really big thing around habits because most of us know what we want to do and we know what we want to achieve, but the resistance comes up. We have to have that consistency. So we go small habit, one at a time, motivation and accountability, dealing with the resistance, getting started mentally, getting back on track, right? We have to look at our, how we're going to overcome the adversity around what's going on for us those moments of weaknesses that, you know, we're tempted or we're not feeling very strong-willed. And in that moment, if you can honestly just pause instead of procrastinating on that habit or giving into the temptation, that is an incredibly useful skill. Just pause, right? Just notice what's going on. That feeling of the resistance when you you know you should be doing something that you said you were going to do, Just pause, notice your urge, stay with it instead of just acting on it. Reflect on your intention or your motivation behind this habit. Give yourself a chance to choose to do the habit. Even if you give into the weakness, instead of being harsh with yourself, be kind, let it go and start again. Right In that moment, being like, I can't, I don't want to do it. This feels hard. I want to procrastinate. Right? Starting again is more important than the self criticism that we face we're all going to have stressful and difficult times right and doing habits when it's harder when it's tired when it's late is going to be harder so if you're really serious about starting to create a new habit start with something in the morning 
pick a trigger. So pick something that you've already done and that you're already doing in your life now at the moment and add to it. So add on to it and pick one thing, stick with it, stay with it every single day. And then you can start to build up your self-esteem, that you trust yourself, that you believe in yourself. You know, you're going to have to keep having that, that conversation with yourself and dealing with that negative thinking. You know, notice when you're being judgmental of yourself. You know, just acknowledge it with a gentleness and a sense of humor. Ah, I'm doing it again. I'm doing that to myself. Notice the difficult feeling in your body. When have you felt this before? Where does this come from? You know, why does this feel so hard for you? Change the story. Instead of saying that you suck or you can't do it, instead of saying this habit, this habit sucks, say that you're doing great and say that you are just by attempting this and doing this, you're building your trust in yourself. You're trying something good for yourself. You are grateful for this opportunity to practice this with yourself, right? Creating a new story, right? And if you suffer suffer with depression, anxiety, ADHD, ADD, creating too many habits at once is going to be really overwhelming for you. So once again, pick one thing really small and stick with it. We're going to compound build these habits. We're going to pick a trigger. We're going to create a habit. We're going to build on them. If you could pick four habits and do it over a month period where you had four new habits and you would implement them, picking one habit and sticking to it every single day for the week. And on the second week, the new habit. So continuing know the habit from before. So you're adding onto it. So imagine in a one week period, you could create four really beneficial habits for yourself that could potentially change your life, you know, you know, changing your environment. So does this sound like something that you could do or perhaps something that you have been struggling with? If it is, right, you can do this, right? If I really believe that just picking one thing and starting is going to be really, really beneficial for you. So start seeing yourself in a new identity. You have to change how you see yourself right? If you see yourself, for example, as a smoker and you're trying to quit smoking, that is not going to be helpful for you. So start seeing yourself as a non-smoker who is just doing that behavior and start to change your identity around it, right? If you're a person who's trying not to eat junk food and a more wholesome food, change your identity around who am I this person in this body? I'm a healthy person, right? If you want to become someone who is organized, don't see yourself as a disorganized hoarder, right? See yourself as someone who is a minimalist, (laughs) you know? And if you want to go from someone who feels like they're a procrastinator or they don't know where they're at or how they feel about what their next, you know, step is in their life, go to to a point of view of I'm someone who's really productive, You know, if you're feeling really impatient and you want to create a habit around being more patient with your kids, perhaps, you know, go from an impatient parent to a really loving parent. I'm a really loving, patient parent. You know, if you're distracted and you find yourself really distracted and one of your habits is that you want to become more present, you know, go, well, I'm a really present person. 
you know, it's changing your identity attached to these habits too. So yes, creating the habit around the trigger is really important. But if you don't start to see yourself as the change and changing your identity around it either, that it, it, they're not going to align. So you have to go, it, it, changing your identity around it is just as important. So I really hope that you have learned something about our habits today. You know, most people don't even realize that their emotional reactions or thinking patterns are habits but they are just as much as a habit as something physical like chewing your nails or going for a run. They're just harder to spot because you don't always see what's happening. Some examples of emotional think or thinking habits are negative thinking, self-criticism, complaining, being resentful or annoyed at other people or responding to someone in, in frustration or anger. I don't recommend tackling thinking or emotional habits until you have successfully formed multiple physical habits. But when you're ready, you'll need to commit to a greater focus and have a lot of reminders. And when you notice a trigger for your emotional response, perhaps someone's interrupting you as a trigger for responding in annoyance. You'll want to catch yourself. Have a replacement response ready and practice doing it. For example... When someone interrupts you, you might try taking a deep breath, reminding yourself that you love this person and responding with a smile. You'll need to practice this response very deliberately with the first few times and try very hard to remember. If you start responding in annoyance, simply catch yourself as soon as you can and try to switch to your new response. Again, it takes time and patience with yourself to form these kind of emotional and thinking habits and you shouldn't expect to be perfect at it all at once. You'll get better gradually if you give it enough focus. If you're sitting here trying to work out what kind of habit that you want to set for yourself, here's one. How about you try and be early for everything that you are going to do. Set a habit. The trigger is that you know that you're going to have to leave the house, right? Create a new habit to make sure that you get everywhere you need to go five minutes early. Perhaps that can be a new habit for you that you become a person who is on time. I really appreciate your time today and for listening to me around habits I really hope that I can get some feedback from people. Please send me an Instagram message. My handle is at five minutes with bell. If this was great episode for you or you learned something around habits until next week, I hope that you can do one small habit at a time. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.